Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Let's get to it. It is time for Counterpoint. We got John Raz, former Liberal War Room director, and Bill Hutchison, journalism professor over at Seneca, former journalist. Good to have you guys. Thanks. A little bit going on. A lot going on. Let's talk uh, a little bit first about the public safety minister, Ralph Goodagale, um, calling the rape and murder of an eight-year-old child bad practices. Yeah. Take a listen to the talking points he had yesterday when he was initially asked about this child killer and why she is staying in a native health center. Here was his response. The prison management officials have determined this is the best way to both uh, rectify her bad practices in the past, uh, but also to keep the public safe. Mm. Right. Bad practices, because, you know, I put it up there with bad practices, like forgetting to brush your teeth, you know. Uh, it's not bad practices. I don't know why this government, I'll start with you, John, because you would have been writing talking points, but you cannot lose condemning a child killer. You just can't. And I don't understand why this government can't, couldn't have, and he's got the experience. Why wouldn't he have just come out and said, we're not just looking into this. We're going to change it because whomever let this mistake happen will never let it make it happen again. Why? The bad practices in question are the talking points that were stuffed in front of him at the last minute, out of context, in a 16-hour day where he didn't really really digest or realize what he was talking on the gravitas. I know Ralph, and I know how furious he must be with himself and how abhorrent he would be of these sorts of acts. And they're not bad practices. They're criminal acts. They're despicable, horrific acts of violence. Uh, and they deserve uh, all, uh, all the punishment that has been meted out is deserved and probably more. And I would imagine that Ralph today is absolutely mortified that that's what came out of his mouth. But one of the bad practices that arrives when you're a politician that's asked to do 22 hits in a day because you're one of the only capable ministers in a very weak cabinet is that you end up making mistakes like this. And, 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 and it sure doesn't reflect well on Ralph or on the Liberal Party. And I believe Ralph will come forward and apologize and do all of the right things. And he, he does have the right to intervene in this situation and make sure that the bad practices of allowing this woman out of jail not occur. Well, here's the thing, though. He said today, well, he doesn't really have the power. So he's ordered up this nice little review, which you know, uh, as well as I do, Bill, means we're not going to do a damn thing other than kick this thing down the can. But, you know, the and we, pri- we can't comment on it because of privacy concerns. Hey, you know, there you go. And then the prime minister today asked more than 12 times, you know, what's he going to do? And he said, don't politicize this. Don't pol- well, then answer the damn question. The prime minister should have and could have our feminist prime minister stood up today before a question was even asked and said, I want to be very clear here. We will not. I don't care what government created this problem. We will fix it because this is not acceptable. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I don't agree that you can hang this on some inexperienced staffer who gave Ralph Goodale bad talking points. He's been around long enough. 
he should know when he goes on the air. He doesn't say her bad practices or her life that's gone in a bad direction. He should know better than that. He's a prof- he's a professional politician. He's been around forever. He should. I mean, know this better. is up there with Paul Bernardo. Is, you know, there are certain cases oh, in Canada that and, that go the extra. And she you know. should be in prison till twenty thirty one. That was the sentence. So for him to say that, well, you don't want to let her let her out, you know, cold turkey and not and, and not have her reformed at all. I mean, that's just ludicrous, and nobody buys into that. And whatever happened to the notion of actual punishment for a crime? This was a heinous crime. What happened to actually punishing a criminal? In if you want to try and rehabilitate her, you've got plenty of time what are you to do rehab? it. Down. She killed a child, and a, like the the details which don't really get talked about because they're too graphic. I don't care if she's rehab. I, she, I don't care if she sits she with Paul Bernardo in a corner cell yes. for tw- the rest and then of her, beat her life. To death. Oh, yeah. I know. There's just what's this talk about rehabbing be, her? She's only yeah. been in for six years. That's <laughs> I, crazy. I'm agreeing with you. Believe me, I don't. I don't buy this. That this is how you deal with this at all. She should be put in prison. And honestly, I think it should be life. Should mean life. But, but by the way, it, she's not to be released in 2031. That's when she's up yeah. for parole. Well, right, right. But they're already right. But they're already her. letting her basically into a, a limited parole. Which, which is a byproduct of a variety of things, including the fact that our prisons are overcrowded and underfunded. Oh, nonsense. Oh, they come are. on. We've, oh, got room, we've got room for a woman who, who abducted. We should. And, and, we should. And, and, I agree. And was involved in the rape and the, be- the beating death of a, an eight-year-old child. I agree. And by the way, I wasn't laying, I wasn't laying blame at the 16 or the 25-year-old's foot, you know, feet who wrote those, those talking points. You're right. Ralph has been a politician, <laughs> Saskatchewan's main liberal politician for what? Low, through three decades now? Mm-hmm. He's been well, there looked, quite a while. He looked like a, 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 and, a donkey. And, yeah, and sorry. it does make one think about term limits. It does make, you know, about people who have overextended themselves who are exhausted. I watched the clip. He looked exhausted. I, I bet you the minute he realized what he'd said after the, John, John, yeah. no matter how tired you were, would you have ever called that bad practices? But then they should have. Okay, let, okay let's let's I'm pretend that, sure that he, he, gave, he didn't give the world's stupidest answer. Then they would have known <laughs> after the fact, guys. We have an issue here. They've got people in the PMO's office that do this. They deal with issues. This was an issue, so they would have been very prepared for question period. That's how it works. This is all political theater because they go in with the written questions, and then the opposition goes in with their written questions. They've got formulated answers. That's why we never actually learn anything in question period. So they would have been prepared. But again, they don't stand up at the moments in history when they should on they the right side. They don't seem to want to actually take responsibility for something like that and actually take action. It's the same thing with Seamus O'Regan with, with the veterans, oh, exactly, uh, the, yeah. the, the fellow who uh, was a Garnier. Christopher Garnier. Garnier, who, uh, who wasn't a, a, in the military, who killed a, a police officer, a female police officer who was off duty, and then said he got PTSD from it and needs to get treatment through vet, <laughs> Veterans Affairs. The minister should have stepped up, stood up immediately and said, this is wrong, we're going to deal with this. Yeah, and, and months same, later, same yeah, same yeah. case. Yeah, that was back in August that that came out, and and really hasn't been dealt with yet. So. It is absolute insanity. Uh, but nonetheless, it's again, it's like ca- we're playing catch up now, and, and it's a real insult to to the Stafford family and to the the communities that were rocked by this. It's uh, it's crazy to me. All right, let's take a quick break there because we went longer on that. I want to take a quick break, and then we'll get into the NAFTA stuff and everything else, and, and the pot stuff as to where you can actually smoke it because it's not just in your house. That next year on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We got uh, Bill Hutchison breaking it down with us and John Mraz joining us for Counterpoint. Let's talk about the other big story that has enormous 
implications for our country. Donald Trump uh, coming out late today saying that he rejected a meeting with Prime Minister Trudeau to discuss NAFTA because our tariffs are too high. He also doesn't like the woman who was doing the negotiating. Take a listen. Mr. President, Susan Lee from Fox Business. Did you reject a one-on-one meeting with the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau? Yeah, I did. Why? Because his tariffs are too high and he doesn't seem to want to move. And I've told him, forget about it. And frankly, we're thinking about just taxing cars coming in from Canada. That's the mother load. That's the big one. Uh, We're very unhappy with the negotiations and the negotiating style of Canada. Uh, We don't like their representative very much. They've taken advantage. I love Canada, by the way. I have so many friends. I have everybody. It's so many friends. But uh, that has nothing to do with this. I'm representing the United States. All right, Bill, I'll start with you on this. The woman he does not like is Christia Freeland, and he might not like her for a number of reasons, because maybe she, he didn't like the T-shirt she was wearing. Maybe he didn't like the tyrant, uh, you know, you preparing think? to tyrant. There may be a number of reasons he doesn't like her, but the bottom line is this is very bad for Canadians. We're four days from oh, the deadline, and I don't think potentially we're catastrophic for our economy. We are playing chicken with, with people's jobs, with people's lives. And unfortunately, if you use that analogy, we're in a family sedan and they're in a Mack truck. And sure, the Mack truck's going to get a few dings in it and maybe lose a headlight. We're going to get crushed. And yeah. this is going to cost hundreds of uh, thousands of jobs in our economy. This could put us into a, a mild recession. Boy, and especially here in Ontario, uh, where it's not just the 134,000 people who are, are working in the auto manufacturing industry, in the auto parts manufacturing industry. It's also the 150,000 who work at car dealerships. And the yeah. repercussions and the ripple, the tsunami that's going to affect and go through our economy. Uh, you have to wonder, what are you thinking here? What, to protect supply-side management for 9,000 farmers? Well, really? political. Well, that's the thing, John. I mean, so much politics on both sides of the border is being played with this issue. So there's all this chatter about, well, would, would Trudeau just give in? Or, you know, uh, Trump is just being a jerk. That's fine. The difference is they can play this game because they've got the amount of money to go through this and have their fun. We do not. And so a lot of people are saying, well, if Trudeau is seen to be standing up to Trump, he will, in fact, win the next election. I'm not so sure about that, because as as Bill says, the job loss will be catastrophic. I'm not so sure either. First of all, I wanted to add, maybe, maybe Trump just doesn't like strong women. I mean, it seems to me. But that maybe he just doesn't like being, weak men. How about women who who call him a, a tyrant? One of the world world's worst tyrants. She's gone out of her way to they, poke him in the eye. They've antagonized. If, if him. you're an experienced diplomat, you know that's not the way. Especially when you're representing a country in very delicate trade negotiations. Yeah, I'm just going to go and keep insulting this this guy who's got a thin skin. It has nothing to do with not liking women. This is just bad politics by our our government, our negotiator. Now, I keep on uh, looking back, 2020 hindsight, I still don't even have on this. What if we had just licked it up and gone down there and said, all right, Master Trump, whatever you need us to say, whatever you need to hear. And no, but we could have had, I think, a deal by now. If they we, just uh, we, they offered a bilateral deal, it, we opened up supply side management uh, for for the uh, Trans Pacific Partnership. We opened it up for for the European trade. Why is it suddenly so sacrosanct that we can't negotiate a little bit for the U.S., our biggest trading partner? It seems to me that we should have been watching the Chinese experience. Remember that the Chinese were were taxed first, and Mm -hmm. they certainly are a stronger position than we are as Canadians versus the United States. That's a much, much greater trade exchange going on between... And Trump has had no hesitation 
in beating them with an economic stick several times over. So we'll start there. Number two, yeah, all politics are local, and I think that Justin Trudeau and his advisors did not want to look weak in front of Canadians because they thought they'd lose vote. But now, of course, the risk is that we have not just a mild but a major recession in the mother load, the economic fortress of Canada, which is Ontario, and our auto sector. And yeah, Trump will take it on the chin in the rust belts if he does that. But he has the economy. He has the market right now to be able to take that hit. Yeah. And all politics are local for him, too. And he's coming up on midterms well before we're coming up on a federal election. So being tough towards us. So what's the solution really is, I think, what we should be talking about. And that is, does Trudeau now need to change his lead negotiator? Well, should she have been the one to go in anyway? I mean, well, a lot of people are saying, you know what? Why was she the bridge? Not, not suggesting that... Uh, this is not a kick at Christian, but was she the person that should have gone down as the minister to do this? Water under the bridge. No, no, it's not water. Should she? Was well, that a mistake? Well, I don't know. But here's the question. When you look at his cabinet, who does he send next? Or does he can't get the meeting himself? So Could they not have sent someone, an outside team? It's embarrassing. Now, now they're trying to pretend that they didn't ask for a meeting, which I think is even worse. You've got the president and the prime minister in the same city. Why would you not be asking for a meeting when you when well, you? Well, no, no. I mean, they were at the United Nations General Assembly yesterday. And Mr. Trudeau went over to say hi to him. It was it was a very embarrassing moment because Mr. Trump didn't even look up at him. I mean, it was it was awkward. But there's no question. I, I don't care who asked, who didn't. I'm concerned that too much politics is being played. Um, and very I, difficult to play with Mr. Trump who seems to have a very right. brittle, fragile ego and loves the pomp and circumstances ceremony. He's yeah. big on pride. He likes to puff out his chest and big be the biggest rooster in the world, right? So mm-hmm. I don't so know So knowing what that, going is. into the trade knowing negotiations, that, yeah. why you go in with your virtue signaling and saying, we're going to teach him how to be a better person and we're, going, we're not going to have a bilateral agreement with him when, when that's offered. Why are we going to keep provoking him at every turn? That's just bad politics. That's uh, foolish way to, well, to approach look, it, we, negotiations. At least we've got pot, okay? And that will dull our senses. Uh, <laughs> today, I wanted to get this one in because this is a big one. Um, we got more details on how pot will uh, look in Ontario because, of course, October 17th is when it becomes legalized. And today, the province announcing residents will be able to smoke pot wherever tobacco's permitted. So this goes beyond uh, the liberals, which said you can only smoke it in your house where you don't hotbox the kids. So now you're going to be able to smell it everywhere. I already smell it everywhere downtown. Well, anyway. you're going to be smelling it a lot. Well, I think you're going to. I mean, look. You're, but, this is going to be a big difference, and you know it. You I don't think so. Well, I, people I, are standing I, around I, in street corners smoking I, my it. My office that means, is at Queen and Bathurst. Well, that's different. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm and talking my other, and I have city. another office at, uh, what is it, Bay and Cumberland. And I smell pot in coming from the alleys all day long. And these are guys in suits smoking pot. These are not the indigent or the homeless or college kids. Yeah. These are guys in bespoke $3,000 suits lighting up at lunch. Nobody stopping the police wheel right by. It is not an arrestable offense in downtown Toronto anymore. Everywhere you can smoke cigarettes, you can already smoke pot in downtown. But here's here's interesting, and I don't look. I I, I don't see it as a big issue. I mean, people who are going to smoke it, but it will be if. I mean, there are people out there who have kids. If you're sitting outside eating on a patio and you got a bunch of pot smokers, and the secondhand smoke is getting your three year old, uh, you know, well, you trippy. can't you can't I smoke mean, but, cigarettes on a patio. No, you can't, but you could very well be standing beside said patio, and when you walk through a cloud of, of pot, you do actually get a buzz off. The, look, I'm just saying, there are going to be a lot of people who say, I got a big problem with this being around my grandfather who's on a respirator or whatever. There are going to be issues here. Oh, absolutely. People are going to be upset about this, yeah. and and maybe in your neighborhood, people smoke it on every corner, but not in my neighborhood, so... Uh, you live up in North Toronto, right? I, I mean, do. I'm talking about downtown Toronto. What I did notice when I was in Amsterdam was 
because they sort of had decriminalized pot forever, the reason that they had these cafes were that was the place you could smoke pot. And were you to smoke pot in a public park, they would fine you precisely because they say, we don't want this in front of the children, right? We're going to localize this this to licensed establishments, right? Mm -hmm. Meantime, you go home and smoke in front of your kids. (laughs) I don't, but... uh, I didn't mean you personally. I meant just in general You're all angelic. You just... Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. We'll do it there. Light them if you got them. It is uh, John Raz joining us. He is John Raz joining us. We got Bill Hutchison. We'll do this again next week when we're all unemployed. No? Yeah? No? No? Um, well, we'll know it. By then, we'll know the effects of NAFTA. People will still be going to college. I'll still have a You'll job. You'll have a job because, yes, I forgot. You'll be okay. I thought you were going to say the effects of marijuana. <laughs> well, there could be that. All right. Uh, we'll wrap it there. Thanks, guys. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.